Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. This is season one, episode six of the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, and I'm delighted today to welcome my guest, Ben Coomer from Awesome Supplements. Hi, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. No, it's great to have you on. I've uh, been an avid follower of you online for quite some time and love your work. And uh, yeah, before before we get into um, the nitty gritty around supplements, be great for, you, for the listeners to hear a bit of background about you, Ben. Yeah, sure. So uh, firstly, uh, judging by the audience that you tend to have on your podcast, I will clarify that I'm not a dad. Um, it's something that me and my wife are planning <laughs> at the moment. But I want to, you know, I want to add that context because uh, parents always say, "Oh, you know, you know, it's it's easier for you, and it is easier for other people that don't have kids." And you know, kids throw a massive variable in life. So I'll always try and speak bearing that in mind. Um, anyway, so I'm a 32 year old guy. At the age of 18, I was obese, uh, suffered with a variety of health issues. And it was through that journey of being obese, trying to lose weight, trying to solve my health issues that got really got me into health and fitness. So um, I ended up losing about five and a half stone, getting really wow. healthy, really kind of just buying into the whole health and fitness thing and why you would do it and why you would choose to be fit and healthy because it changed every aspect of my life really it wasn't just about my trouser size it was about my confidence my career prospects just like literally everything yeah yep. um, yep. so I moved away from a career that was set for acting that was the thing that I'd always done as a kid and okay. got the fitness industry I started as a personal trainer I then um moved away and went to university, studied sports performance and coaching, worked in elite sport, worked with kids, did all sorts of stuff. And uh, in my second year in uni, caught the bug for uh, building a business, uh, built a business at uni, uh, went into the online space and I've been working in the online space ever since. So uh, yeah, I have a coaching program, a nutrition education company and a supplement company called Awesome Supplements. Wow, yeah, you've done a you've done a lot to, for a, for a very young guy. I mean, it's part of your story I can relate to, Ben. Obviously, I'm slightly uh, later in my years, but I can definitely resonate with the fact that once you start to get a hold of your 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 diet and your fitness, and it, it does sound a bit of a cliche that it does actually change all aspects of your life. Um, one of on on my journey, you know, I was a busy city professional. Um, heavy drinker, didn't really pay that much attention to my tri- nutrition, but exercised three days a week um, and actually was still massively overweight um, and very unhealthy. But once I started to focus on and understand nutrition, that's when it all changed. And the biggest change for me was mindset. Um, that was the, the biggest shift that I had. So, yeah, fascin- uh, fascinating uh, story you've got there, Ben. And, um, yeah, good good to, to hear your journey so far no doubt you've got big plans for the future but for the for the listeners at home that are you know maybe just starting out and um just starting to pay attention again to their their fitness and nutrition after becoming parents and things like that 
you know, when, when you go to a gym or you start to exercise, you know, one of the biggest things is, is around supplements. And, and I actually heard a statistic earlier on, um, this year was that actually people spend more money on supplements than they do their gym memberships and even, even having a personal trainer. So it's a massive, massive, sector and industry and one which you know everyone buys into once they start hitting the gym or start getting into their fitness so why do we need to supplement them why can't we just get all of what we need from our food so you might be able to uh with any health and fitness conversation you have to raise the you know the context question like what is your environment what are you trying to do with your training what is your goal like there's loads yeah. of if, ifs and buts and Quite often, you know, we need to frame supplements to say they are to supplement a good diet. So that is the foundation. We're not taking any credit away from the value of real food, which is really important. So there's many common deficiencies that we see from a health perspective, magnesium, vitamin D, omega-3 fish oils. um, They tend to be really common. So quite often from dietary choices, stress that we place on our body, they are something that you might need to supplement with. Um, Like from our perspective, we put it all into one convenient product called Awesome Daily Dose. So people can just take that and, you know, job done, you're you're all good. Um, That's from a health perspective. For me, anything more than that, you you really need to explore on a more specific level. So if you think you've got a problem with your gut, maybe you're suffering with IBS, for uh, for example, you've got an issue with your skin, like you need to go and see someone appropriately qualified to discuss that rather than Googling around on the internet and going, yeah, like, well, um, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that, you know, so-and-so might help. So I've bought these probiotics off Amazon and hopefully it will be good. Because that's when you can just end up wasting money trawling around the internet and listening to half-cooked research yeah. in with a little bit of an opinion so we do need to be careful of that so there are other health supplements that you might need but do your research when we look at the research from a basics perspective as i mentioned magnesium fish oil vitamin d they tend to be the common ones for people that have quite a stressful lifestyle don't sleep that much magnesium can be even more depleted um yeah. through various stress responses in the body so again that could be quite a prominent thing If someone's vegetarian or vegan, there might be calcium, iron, B vitamin issues. So again, you would explore that. So that's from a health perspective. Then we really are then starting to look at performance and recovery. So if you're in your gym, you're lifting weights, you're training CrossFit, you know, there's various things that can support that. Creatine and beta-ranoline can be really good for people that play sport, lift weights, do CrossFit. There's energy drinks, uh, carb powders, electrolytes for people that do like endurance and stuff. I'm a big fan of transdermal magnesium for recovery. Uh, So I use that after I, you know, lift weights. I use that after I play rugby. Big fan of that. Not a lot of research on that as a supplement. Um, We as a supplement company actually put it in a black bottle because there isn't a lot of research about it. And we want to be honest about that. We want to say, hey, not loads of research here, but we really like it. We really value it. And, you know, we're just going to be honest about its use here. And then sort of on the protein front, which is a real entry point, especially for guys, yeah. you know, I'm going to the gym, do I yeah. a protein shake? And it's like, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I work from home. I eat a lot of my food, you know, straight out of the fridge or at least sort of three days of the working week. Yeah. 
that means you know I can go down and you know prepare a meal, look in my fridge, do all that kind of stuff. So I don't actually have protein shakes that often. Okay. When I travel more, if I'm busy or I'm out on the road, I have protein shakes more because again, it's just convenient. So I might make up a blend, say like a smoothie. Um, I might sometimes even have it for breakfast if I want something quick in the morning. If I'm going to the gym, then going somewhere else and then coming home and I want to kind of like tie myself over, then I quite often have a protein shake. Um, If I'm going out after the gym, like for food or a couple of beers, then I might have a protein shake and then that will tie me over and I'll just eat later on. So protein shakes, remember, are just a source of protein, but they fit a convenience element to our lifestyle that people generally do, uh, do struggle with. So, yeah, it's about context, what's happening in that person's life and what's relevant to that person. Yeah, no, I think that's um, a great a great summary, really. Um, I think one of the things for me as well is that um, as consumers, we don't necessarily really understand where our food comes from and how it's produced. So we make an assumption that, you know, we're eating vegetables or we're eating certain types of meat, and so that must be okay. And actually we're probably not getting as much of the of the nutrients as we think we are just due to the way that consumers demand food and food is produced so for me you know i think definitely you know, supplements shouldn't replace food but like you've just said you know it, they are a good kind of um if uh, you know alternative if you're out on the go um or if you're short of time 100%. And there's two tests for people that might want to kind of explore this. So if we want to make dietary change, and we're not on, we're not sure whether we need it, like spend a week or two tracking some information. So we know that there's plenty of calorie and macronutrient apps. If you're not getting enough protein, for example, you could track it and you could see for someone that's trying to, you know, live a convenient, healthy, high protein lifestyle. Again, there's another reason and rationale there for protein shakes, maybe protein bars. Um, but plug your data and then you'll start to see stuff. So with the micronutrient argument with magnesium, fish oil, that kind of stuff, yeah. we could maybe track our calories and macronutrients in an app called Chronometer. Right. And that would start to give you an idea of whether there's any nutritional deficiencies with the food that you currently eat. So then you've got a bit more of a plausible argument to go, well, actually – I've tracked my food and I'm actually seeing some stuff that I'm not getting enough of. You've got two options then. You can start to change your diet to account and fill those gaps. So we know that there's certain foods that are rich in certain nutrients. So you could focus on those foods. Yeah. Or you could maybe look to supplement with something that covers a lot of those bases so you don't have to sort of change too much or you know whether you're that motivated to make those changes. And then the other thing that you can do is take something and sometimes just see if it's beneficial. So maybe don't change your diet, don't really do anything. You could buy something like Awesome Daily Dose and you could just say, right, I'm going to take this for a month. Yeah. See if I notice any difference. If I notice any difference, well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm now motivated to keep taking this. I've seen benefit. Actually, I haven't seen that much benefit. You know, and remember, there's loads of different benefits from micronutrients. It might not just be your energy, but like your skin, hair quality, um, your endurance in the gym. There's loads of ways that micronutrients play into the physiology of the body. Um, You know, sort of try and tune into all those changes. So if you're sitting here thinking, "Mm, not sure if I do want to take something like that, they're two tests that you could carry out with yourself uh, to find out. 
Yeah, I think that that's really key as well. And I think one of the things that you just said there as well is that, you know, really there's not one size fits all. Every person is different in some way, shape or another. You know, the way that their body deals with food, the way that their body breaks down their macronutrients. And so, you know, as a kind of general rule of thumb, that you, you see people that are, are exercising or training for the first time and they're taking supplements because their mates are taking it or because their mates have got a certain result from it. But that definitely doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the same result because you could have a completely different body type, a completely different body composition, uh, and you, the way that your body deals with macronutrients could be completely different. So, um, yeah, I think that's um, that's really important. So in terms of timing, though, Ben, what kind of um, time – should you take certain type of supplements? Because again, often I keep, and I know I keep referring back to, to guys in the gym and things like that, but often you'll see people that are, are maybe walking around the gym floor with a protein shake in their hand, or they're taking it just before, or they're taking it just after, you know, what's the kind of right timing around all of these, these supplements that, that we could potentially take? Yeah. So let's start with protein and add some context. So a common question is, when should I have protein? Is it before? Is it after? Is it before bed? And again, it's about looking at what you would eat in the day, what demands you're placing on your body, and then filling any shortcomings. So for an active guy, you want to be taken on board probably three to five servings of protein a day. And really, they're going to be coming in your sort of meals so if we started to say do i need a shake before the gym i would then probably ask you the question when did you last eat so let's say you ate your lunch at 12 30 and you were going to go to the gym at 5 30 and you weren't going to eat in between 12 30 and 5 30 well that's five hours that's actually quite a long period of time to go um without food and then kind of go into the gym because the chances are that meal you ate at 12 30 is starting to come out of your stomach you're probably starting to come a little bit hungry and when it comes to someone lifting weights it's always good to have you know amino acids kind of floating around in the body so for people that are highly athletic you generally recommend you want to eat sort of every four to six hours to kind of keep your body um, sort of churning through some food and and, and having something to enjoy and, and kind of work with really. So in the context of that person, it might be actually really beneficial for that person to have a protein shake at like maybe 4.45 to just tie them over. You know, there's plenty of amino acids floating around the blood. They're going to go in the gym and they're going to work hard. Now, because of that shake, when that person comes out of the gym at 6.37, we then ask the question, okay, do I need a protein shake after the gym? And I'd probably say no, because you had some protein like two or so hours ago. I'd probably just drive home and you know have your dinner with your family and, uh, and enjoy your evening. So it's about context. You know, if someone hadn't eaten for five hours and they were going to the gym and they then said to me, oh, should I have a protein shake after the gym? I'd probably say, actually, yeah, it could be quite beneficial because – you know, you, you haven't eaten for a long time. Um, now, if that person was then going to go home straight away and eat, we could probably say, no, you don't really need it. Yeah. So it's it's all about looking at your day and when you usually eat and then when you go to the gym and also when you want to save time. So you might ask me, Ben, is it beneficial to have a protein shake for breakfast? And I'm like, well, what do you usually have for breakfast? And you're like, yeah. oh, well, I grab a slice of toast or a little bit of what the kids are having and all that kind of thing. 
And I might say to that person, okay, if you took a protein shake, would that be better than the current thing that you're doing, which might be grabbing a slice of toast when they're cooking the kids breakfast? Then the chances are that that response is yes. And even having the protein shake with the slice of toast would be better than the toast alone because that person's going to want protein at breakfast. So I know I'm I'm being that really annoying nutritionist in saying it depends and it depends. (laughs) But, but it does. Yeah. And that's why I try to frame my context of when I have protein shakes, because it's like, right, what am I doing today? Yeah. When am I eating? Do I need some convenience foods like a shake or a bar or something like that? Um, and if not, awesome. Well, if so, when am I going to take it? Why am I going to take it? You know, so for example, today, I'm going to go to the gym at four o'clock and I'll probably eat about an hour before I go. And I'm going to come home and eat. So there's probably going to be no protein shakes involved in my day. Now, if I was going to go out for dinner afterward at the gym, I'd probably have a protein shake, then go and sit in the steam room for 10 minutes and chill, and then go out for the evening because I know I'm going to eat like an hour and a half later. And the last thing I want to do is come out of the gym, get really hangry, because then I'll make a really crap decision of what food I'm going to choose off the menu because everyone makes bad yep. decisions when they're hangry and tired. Yep. So yeah, sorry. I'm that annoying nutritionist. No, that does say fine. it depends. It comes to a protein shake. Yeah. And, and, but you're, you are so right though, because the, the, the other thing, and you may, you made reference to it a couple of times there, but I just want to point this out. It's, it's awareness and consciousness because generally when it comes to food, because we are busy, you know, busy lives, busy families, trying to sort out the kids, we just grab whatever's there and we assume that whatever's on a packet, because it's come from a supermarket, because it says it's good or it's healthy, that you eat it and it's fine. So my point about this is that if you want to really get some serious results, you have to become more conscious, more aware about what you're eating, when you're eating it, and actually have a plan. And this might sound all a little bit um, difficult and very detailed, but you don't have to do it for the rest of your life. Like you've just said, Ben, you only have to do it really for a couple of weeks just to so you can see your eating patterns, the types of food you're eating, and then you can make changes accordingly. 100%. Um, and this is where it's tough as a parent because as a parent, we're always trying to like grab more time we always want more time like by ourselves because life is just busy with work and you know just you know living life with kids and it's like when you've got that downtime from 8 30 to 10 30 in the evening and you just want to sit down in front of the tv and chill and literally switch off the reality is you probably need to spend 15 or 20 minutes of that time maybe planning a bit better for the next day, seeing if you've got the food in the fridge, you know, and, and as parents, we're great at doing that for our kids. Like, oh, let me just check to see if I've got everything in for the kids. And we don't actually think about ourselves. And then we end up, like you say, grabbing stuff. So unfortunately, as a parent, it's, it's about accepting that time isn't um, uh, always freely available. But if we want the most out of our body and our life and, you know, our family time, it, it does really take a lot of planning and forethought and just like, always looking a week ahead. Yeah, and it, and it kind of comes up a level as well. And it's it's kind of mindset and having this, you know, and I always refer to this as being a bit woo-woo, but having a strong reason why you're doing what you're doing, having a strong reason why you want to focus on your health. And it's not all just about getting muscles and all the rest of it. It's just general 
everyday health and providing you understand what that is and why you're doing it, it makes the stuff underneath it, like the tracking and the preparing and all the rest of it, that much easier um, when life becomes a bit difficult. And the other key point I want to make is that, you know, life does get in the way. And when it does get in the way, don't stress about it. You know, one one bad food choice or one bad meal is not going to, you know, make a massive difference. But if it's consistently bad and consistently bad meals, then obviously, you know, you're not going to get the results that you need. Yeah. Can I add a bit of context there? Because I think when people have kids, they, you know, quite often know that things are going to change. Don't get me wrong. That's a really obvious thing. But we we want to hold on to as much of the life that we had before kids as much as possible because that's a big part of our identity and if we look at health and fitness we might go to the gym a certain amount of times and we try and keep in a certain shape and keep a certain amount of fitness and stuff and when kids come that that is going to change there's no word of a lie and quite often people go one of two ways they try and maintain exactly as what they've they've always been doing and just burn themselves out because they're trying to be a dad and work and also just do all this crazy training on top or they go oh screw it I'm just not going to do any of it and just like leave it all and and you know develop their beautifully crafted dad bod over the next two years (laughs) and I'm going to use myself as an example so right now over the next year we're, we're essentially starting to plan a family right now and right now I train two days a week with rugby I play on a Saturday and I go to the gym three two to three days a week and I already know that I'm going to stop playing rugby at a certain time. And instead of chasing a fitness goal, so trying to build muscle, strength, all the rest of it, I know that when I become a dad and that day comes, I'm going to commit to like three 30-minute sessions in the gym. Yep. And like that's it. If I can do more, awesome. But all I'll do is commit to that. And my only goal is is to try and feel as good as possible, be as healthy as humanly possible and maintain my muscle mass. Because if I, because actually maintenance is actually really easy. Yeah. People don't realize how easy maintenance is yeah. unless you're not an idiot about your diet. Like if you're eating right foods and training with a decent amount of intensity a couple of times a week, you will maintain your physique. Yeah. Like I've only been in the gym twice for the last three weeks because I've been a bit busy I've maintained my muscle mass. I've maintained my body composition. I'm absolutely fine. And I haven't been to rugby training that much again because I've been busy. So it's about going into like being a dad saying, hang on, I can't really chase that goal for a bit. How about I just chase this goal, which actually just to be happy and healthy. And that actually doesn't take an awful lot of work as long as I'm not an idiot about it. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, And, you know, coming back to, to the other point, and that is, you know, you don't like you said you don't need to do it every single day you don't need to get stressed when life gets in the way just know you know that the bigger kind of it doesn't have to be this specific goal the bigger reason why why you want to kind of stay you know ultimately healthy and and fit not not just because you want a gym body the other point i want to make as well is because i'm i'm the way that i schedule my day is I tend to, when I have big training sessions like I did this weekend, I tend to get up early in the morning. And now this is not for everybody. Um, and, you know, people like their sleep. And obviously sleep is one of the p- key factors of, of fat loss and things like that. But I tend to schedule my workouts around the family time. So I'll get up early in the morning. I'll do my workout before the family even get up. 
Now, you know, that, that's a constant juggling ad, but that's just one example of what you can do to still fit this stuff in. Oh, 100%. Um, and, you know, time that we have is always a constant juggle and we've just got to say to ourselves, what's the most important thing right now? Is it an extra half an hour of sleep or is it a training session? And the chances are four days a week, you're going to say, oh, I want to stay in bed and have an extra half an hour of sleep. And that's awesome. Do that. But a couple of times a week, you might need to say, do you know what? I need to get up, need to get a jog in, need to get a quick, you know, session on the bag or whatever. Because um, again, that's also going to be good for your mental health. Definitely. Uh, as, as well. Definitely. You're having that moment to yourself. I think guys always, it's always good to have something where you, you let off a bit of steam. You can get a little bit aggressive as well. Like I've got a boxing bag in my yeah. gym and I'm no boxer. But, you know, just five or ten minutes on that Absolutely. bag feels like I've had a moment to just be like, ah. Because I think that's fucking within a man. Yeah. Like it's just there. Yeah. So uh, allow that time for yourself. So um, yeah, 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 no, definitely. Uh, just quickly to touch on the boxing side. If you if you can do three three minute rounds on the bag, I guarantee you, you will absolutely be sweating your ass off and panting like you've never panted before. You know, it's providing you're hitting or going hard enough on that bag. It's very very tough to do three three minute rounds on the bag. Mm. So so in terms of. Yeah, you touched on earlier in the conversation about Chrono, the app that you can use to track and then understand where you're deficient. But, you know, the supplement world is is a myriad of different acronyms of different, you know, um, things that you can use. But how do I, how would I, as, as me as the dad, really kind of break all this stuff down? Because if I go on a website to buy a load of supplements, there's millions of items that you could buy. And obviously, we've touched on the big one, protein. but how could I really understand what it is that I would need? So firstly, I mentioned the health supplement, awesome daily dose. Yeah. For me, you've always got to start with health. Don't get caught up in pre-workouts and all this yeah. stuff until you've mastered your health. So master health, maybe get a baseline supplement like awesome daily dose, then start to say, right, am I getting my protein needs met? Okay, it would be good if I was able to have a shake or you know some protein bars or something like that to, to, to help me. And then on top of that, start to say, right, am I recovering well? Well, I might look at one or two things in terms of recovery. For recovery, I would look at, again, uh, broad-spectrum multivitamin um, that contains like magnesium, vitamin D, fish oil. Um, then I would look at transdermal magnesium, make sure you're getting enough um, protein on board. And then it comes down to performance. Like, are you in the gym lifting weights? Well, creatine, maybe some beat around lean would be beneficial. Maybe a pre-workout supplement. Obviously, intelligently dosing and timing caffeine um, is kind of quite important. Um, and that that's kind of going to be it right. for like most guys in most situations. You're not going to go much further than that. And then it starts to become kind of costly and a bit annoying. Yeah, absolutely. And that I think that's one of the, the things that I wanted to raise, really. And you've obviously identified that. It doesn't need to be difficult. Um, and your daily dose sounds like it's the perfect place to start, to be honest, because you don't have to think about it then. You know that everything's in there that you need and you can just take it. And like you said, you know, take it for a month track it see what see what happens see what benefits you've got and then you can take it from there yeah exactly 100 so so if some of the listeners are are vegan veganism is a massive topic i know you did veganuary on your on your channel which was cool to watch or you know they've got allergies um particularly around dairy and things like that what are the options around that 
Well, most of our supplements are vegan anyway, okay. so that that's not an issue. Um, vegan protein uh, from sort of pea or rice is going to re- kind of replace the the traditional whey protein shake that a lot of people have. Um, so that's not really a problem. You've got a few other deficiencies that might occur. Um, you wouldn't worry about those deficiencies if you had something like Awesome Daily Dose because it's got everything in it, and it's a, again it's a vegan friendly supplement. Um, but you know, with any kind of dietary restriction, you just need to be a pay pay attention to again, what you're going to fall short on. So if you've got, you know, a certain way that you need to eat and you know that, for example, you don't eat dairy, well, what foods, sorry, what nutrients are in dairy? So calcium is one of them, magnesium is another one. And you can then start to say, well, let me make sure I'm getting these nutrients in my diet because I have a dietary restriction. So it's, it's about being more mindful. I went to a, a vegan festival at the UK and was talking to an awful lot of people. Yeah. And the amount of people that were saying to me, like, they're tired, they're worn right. out, you know, they want to help their energy and all this kind of stuff. And I actually probe and say, well, you know, how much attention you pay into your diet you know how much protein you're getting on board and these are people that have chosen veganism as a, as a, as a lifestyle and a dietary choice and they're not really engaging in some of the major deficiencies that could occur and i was actually shocked to talk to that many people that many vegans in such a short space of time um and have so few of them actually engage in it because i thought you've mm. made this massive dietary yeah. choice that admits many things but you're just not engaging in it and to be honest, there's no wonder you feel tired and worn out because your diet is, is is very insufficient. Yeah, definitely. And I think it comes back to this. It's not one size fits all. It's understanding why you're doing what you're doing and not just kind of following the herd, you know, uh, veganism, um, keto and all the rest of it. They're all, they all have their places, but they need to make you need to make sure they fit you but within that you need to make sure you're getting your standard macronutrients because it's not just veganism oh i can just eat vegan and that's it you need to understand what's in your food i think that's one of the biggest things that i've learned anyway definitely like if you want to be really fit and healthy you've got to engage in being really fit and healthy like it just doesn't happen no. by transient luck no. you've got to engage yeah in. no absolutely i completely agree so for the listeners that are here today and obviously they, they just started to pay attention to their, to their health and fitness again, what actions would you suggest or three things that they could do today, Ben, um, that would just kind of help them on this process? So firstly, I, I like to talk about problem points or friction points. So everyone's working towards something. So quite often people say to me, oh, Ben, how do I get X? Yeah. Well, instead of me giving you solutions to solve X, why don't you ask yourself the question, why can't I get X? So it might be that, oh, I'm really tired. What's stopping me from getting a good night's sleep? Kids is going to be the obvious one, but maybe like you can't switch off before you go to bed. You know, you're staying up too late watching TV, like all this kind of stuff. Because quite often people ask for a solution before they've troubleshooted themselves and if they were actually to delve a little bit and be critical with themselves, people end up knowing a lot more answers to their problems than they actually think. They're just not spending the time and engaging in the process of problem solving themselves. So ask yourself today, what points of friction do you have in your lifestyle? What things are kind of holding you back and making you trip up and solve those things? Secondly, um, 
you know, for us to be high performing people, we do need to focus on sleep. And it is hard being a family person, but sleep has to be a priority. I know that I will be the dad that as soon as my kid goes down, about an hour later, <laughs> I'll be down like yeah. my head will be in bed by nine o'clock because sleep is that important to me. And also I, I like rising early and, and cracking on with the day early. It, it's something that I really enjoy. So focus on sleep. And then, you know, thirdly, we've talked about it. So, you know, I'll use it as my third point, you know, supplement yeah. wisely. There might be a couple of things that can help, um, you know, protein shakes can help you out, but, you know, don't get too funky. Just get the basics covered and you're probably going to be yeah, absolutely perfect. fine. I think those are three really great points. Sleep is a whole massive topic that I could have a have a podcast on because, um, yeah, it's so, so important and one which I think um, gets seriously overlooked. And it's actually um, quite surprising when you talk to people about sleep in, in the same kind of connotation as fat loss, weight loss and health. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's massive. So... Before we wrap it up, Ben, is there anything I didn't ask you which you uh, feel I should have asked you and would benefit the listeners? No. Um, all I would say is any change in a family environment takes really good yeah. communication. And many people that I've coached and they've tried to implement change in the home environment haven't involved the people that it also affects in that change. So, you know, if you want to start training at a different time, changing your diet, you've got to involve your partner in that process. You might have to involve your kids in that process. You have to make compromises. You know, you might have to say, well, I'll go to the gym this day. You look after the kids. I'll go to the gym the next day. You look after the kids. Or maybe we'll do a workout together in the garden with the kids. So I think, you know, great family environments takes great communication. Coming at those you know, problems that you want to change with great compassion for the other person and, and not doing it like, oh, I need this because I want to get fitter. It's like, I'd love to get fit. How can we work yeah. it into our lifestyle? I'd love to be able to do this. Maybe we could do this together and maybe I could do that by myself because actually I'd like some time by myself because time by yourself is is also very important. Um, so, yeah, come at, come at these problems with, with real good compassionate conversations um yeah otherwise like that's it from me if anyone wants to find me online i'm ben coomber all over the internet my podcast is uh, ben coomber radio i know we've talked about supplements quite a lot today so if anyone did want to have a look at anything and try anything then please go to awesomesupplements.co.uk and to say thank you uh, if you use the co- code all lowercase fit dad f-i-t-d-a-d um you'll get 15 percent off your first purchase to say thanks and uh, with the supplements we, we're a really education focused company so if you've got any questions like reach out to us we've got loads of free books on our websites for people that you know play sports and go to the gym and stuff so we do, we do like to help as much as we can because as you've hopefully realized from this podcast today we we don't we don't want to bullshit you. We don't want to sell you anything that you don't need. It's just not relevant. We're not here to waste people's money. We're we're here to provide um valuable products um for people that just wanna really hone in on their health recovery yeah, performance. Great Ben. I think um yeah, there's about twenty five different guides on your website, isn't there, that um that people can download. Um I highly I highly recommend that you check out Ben's podcast as well. It's very, very good. I'm an avid listener of it as well. Um, Ben, I really appreciate your time today um, and I hope our listeners do. So thanks very much and um, I'll look forward to catching up with you soon. You're welcome. Thank you very much, dude. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
please hit subscribe and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. 